Hello, and welcome to Weary Dads. I'm your host, PJ Weary, with my co-host. Dad, and if you notice, folks, I'm not with my host. I'm I'm buried in a hotel room of Fairfield Marriott in Kansas City. Well, I think it's Kansas, but I could be in Missouri. It's either one. <laughs> it's either one. Yeah. They're right there. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so I uh, wanted to make sure that we were staying up to date with publishing, and so we're trying out something a little different. I kind of like this. Um, uh, so we'll see Why how it goes. Why do you like it? I, I like I like this angle of me with the the shot in the background. It makes the logo more prominent, and I, I, it's kind of fun to change it up. I don't know. It's kind of it makes it like oh, you're like special guest Peter Weary coming on the Weary Dad Show. You know, I don't know. It's uh, it's, it's I didn't know I it like the feel. I'm not there, so you can't bother you. <laughs> no, you can still bother me. Don't worry. Um, well, I, <laughs> so our our topic today. Oh wait. Coach. Yeah. Who's our sponsor? Yeah. Our sponsor today is batteries for your cell phone. This one is, and by the way, this is totally off the cuff, folks. This is given to me in a golf tournament. It's actually got my name on it and it's really cool. And if they would ever sponsor us, it's got to be, they've got to have a decent company because they put your name on stuff. What's, What's the brand? Do you even know? Yeah, it's um, E C E F C. I don't know the brand, (laughs) but this company, whichever one it may be, would be good for us. Like, there you go. You know, there, there you go. Yes, I mean it looks sharp. After that, there's nothing like this. Uh, Walgreens brand of uh, basically indigestion (laughs) medicine. What is happening? (laughs) Well, because if you if you watch our show, you would need indigestion medicine, and I I don't have that because I have indigestion. I have that so I could have a sponsor. There you go. Yes, yeah, you don't have indigestion at all, right? Um, it's that it's that uh, holy in stomach. Um, (laughs) they don't. They all think holyin's like a disease. It's my mom's last name. Yeah. which Grandma is- loves to talk about the holy in stomach and how it gets passed down. Good times. So today's topic, yeah. uh, we are actually covering Angela Duckworth's Grit. Uh, phenomenal book. Great uh, book. So uh, we're going to talk about this in two parts. Uh, I think the second part's going to be uh, back in the studio. But, uh, so the power of passion and perseverance. Um, so, uh, we actually, uh, did this once before. Great time to talk about grit and perseverance because my computer froze in the yeah. middle of the recording and we lost it. So, yeah. uh, we but kinda... we're, gonna, we're doing it again because we yes. have what? We have grit. That's right. Yep. Um, mm. so talk to me a little bit, coach, about, uh, about grit. What did you get from this book? Um, especially kind of that beginning side of it. Yeah. I actually did my whole Pete Weary alliterate everything. Yes. You know, I, I, I thought on this subject, I've spoken to teams about it. They've embraced it as I've spoken, not because, um, what I have said, but because the material is so rich for, you know, teams and for companies and for those that are working at stuff. And so I love that she talks about Duckworth does passion because if you love something, you'll fight for it, right? Mm. If you don't love for something, it's a struggle. 
but I've come up with five P's that I think are imperative in grit. And she had a couple like passion is one and persistence is the other. And that is, and I consider persistence different than the next one. Perseverance. Yeah. Persistence is doing the work every day, being persistent and perseverance. And this is where people get over the hump with grit is when you do it for a long time. Yeah, uh, you're laughing, but I think yeah. you. No, I'm laughing because you're hitting the the table and it's coming through very clearly. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So having patience, persistence, being perseverant for a yes. long time. Yes. And to do that, there's two other things I think you, you got to understand, and that's you got to have patience because mm. it's not going to happen fast. Yeah. And it's always a process. Mm. And people, and I'll be honest with you, people don't like that. Yes. Oh, I'm people feeling that right now. Fast. Yeah. People want things fast. So true. I I feel that with the channel. I was uh, I learned some new things about YouTube analytics today, and uh, there were some encouraging things, a lot of discouraging things. Right? We're we're not even a year old. We're still figuring things out. And but this is my first time doing this, so of course I'm going to make mistakes. Right? And so I I have to come to terms with that and realize that the previous effort is not wasted. The previous effort is part of the learning process. Right. Yeah, not, not a question. Not, not, I... Yeah. Same thing with, uh, uh, we're working in the, in the garden, had some things not go well, had a late frost, killed a lot of our plants. And, uh, uh, kind of on the flip side, instead of, uh, having a lot of failure, we now have a second growing season and things are working and that feels really good. But that there were, there were failures. And then, uh, even now, I was like, oh, it's just not going to work again. And then, you know, what's weird about plants is that they take time to grow. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I had to be patient. You have to wait for the results to come in. Well, we might have mentioned this on a previous podcast, but there's a real principle of sowing and reaping. Oh, yeah. If you sow, it's in the spring. Reaping's in the fall. There's time between. And, you know, it's kind of like uh, in my world, and I'm in Kansas City to be at the Under Armour AAU basketball tournament. And I say that to you folks, because this correlation goes on. You'll see kids do a workout and they'll do it for two to three, two or three days and they expect results. It's going to take two or three months yeah. before they're able to translate that into a, a game. Yeah. So I, I'm going to throw this out because it came to my mind. If those of you that can't, and it's hard for you to look at me and believe this folks, but I was a really good ball handler for back in the day. This was before you could pick it up and run with it, carry it, <laughs> right? And we would be that. And I wasn't, for those of you that are watching, don't go, oh, I've seen Bob Cousy, you know, dribbling around. No, we, it was changing. I was in the Pistol Pete era. Mm. And if you ever watched it, I literally, and this is before having um, Xbox and PS4s. So in the afternoon, it'd be 4 30. And there was nothing to do. So I went down into our basement, which had quite a bit of room. Mm. And we had poles and everything, which were your defenders. And they weren't padded, so you really had to pay attention. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would dribble a half an hour to 45 minutes every day. Yeah. And I did it for six months. And then I did it for the rest of my life. Like, until like I'm done playing. Well, you're going to get better if you don't. Right. There's, but that's the whole thing of grit. Like you, this isn't PJ. This is so cool that you said that. 
And folks, we'll say it to you. We want this to do well. We want this to be special. But we also know it's going to take time. And we want to touch mm. heartstrings. And we've got to get better at it. And either we're going to be gritty or we're going to give in. Yeah. And I think there, there's two things that uh, are really big about this. One is that it's very easy to chase uh, success in the wrong ways, right? So with a channel, it's like, uh, it's sticking to your purpose and accomplishing that purpose. You might, well, obviously there's going to be accomplishing it in different ways, but you'll often see this where people like they'll change their purpose because they want that feeling of success rather than what true success is, which is accomplishing your purpose. Right. That's um, really good. And I think the other side to this, and I actually saw this, uh, I've been looking at different marketing channels. So I was on Reddit the other day and, uh, what is a great life lesson for men, right? It was, the subreddit ask men and someone said sometimes you just lose and there's no lesson and i disagreed with that um i think one of the things that we have to realize is recognizing when you put a lot of effort into something there's always a lesson right it might not be something that you can change but it can be something that you can maybe watch out for or just recognize is coming and learn you know maybe it's an internal thing you learn about your own emotions about how you handle losing when it's not your fault right and that's almost never done i don't really find anyone who's like who just handles losing when it's not their fault and they're just like champs at it right um that's uh not that i'm i i go back and forth on this sentiment but i think there's something to it uh some of the stoic philosophers talked about all philosophy is just practice for death and that whole idea of that, like at, at the end, like you're sitting there and at the end of the day, it's not about ultimate success. It's about building a life that's, that has value and passing that life on. It's not about achieving immortality. Um, and we have all these, uh, you know, and I would say we have immortality in Christ and like uh, uh, onward. But when we look at this, this life in, in its temporal uh, finitude, its, its limitedness, how weak we are as humans. Uh, I was talking to uh, a father the other day, and he mentioned how his, he believes his job as a leader in his business is to make it so that he can be replaced. And that frustrates people, right? But then on the other side, uh, I was like, that's the same thing as fathers. Because as a, as a father, we're never going to be there forever. No. And so the goal is to create men who can be fathers, whether that's biologically or to mentor, because I'm not going to be here for forever. I need to pass myself, the best of myself, that's important, onto Finn, and so then he can pass the best of himself on. And that's understanding that it's not all about you. Yeah, so really interesting. You said uh, something that I began to write down, and I still, as uh, you were speaking, was formulating thoughts as well as... Uh, just registering all the things you were saying, which were really, really good. But you don't know this. Last mm. night, um, the Memphis Grizzlies beat Minnesota. And Minnesota was up 28 points at one point. Wow. It's one of the biggest, biggest comebacks. Yeah. And they interviewed Carl Anthony Towns, a player from Minnesota, and they said, well, what are you going to do? He goes, well, I'm going to go back home. I'm going to have a glass of wine. I'm going to decompress. And then he said this, uh, Kevin Garnett, who, you know, played for the Wolves before the Celtics said, you never lose, you always learn. Mm. Now, it's easy to say that. I mean, they actually went on a 24-0 run. And when that happens against you, that's, 
And I, I know people might be saying, you know, this this isn't a basketball podcast. What it is is it's a real life podcast yeah. that shares to you that sometimes, you know, things go awry, and yeah. you you can't you can't bury your head and give in. And that's when you got to you know dig in. And there are lessons to be learned every yes. day. We're learning lessons. Yes. You know, I almost said every day we're shuffling, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but we don't have the the music to go in the background with that. The um, I, I could do that. Yeah, you could do. You could bring it up right now. Every um, day or something. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, one of the things that I wanted to mention, you know, I love you have passion, persistence, perseverance, patience, and then there's the process. I think you you said that last time. Uh, I can't remember if you said it this time, but I think that's important. I did. Um, and so what uh, the thing that stuck out to me in kind of the first part of the of uh, Angela Duckworth's book was that uh, effort counts twice. And so when you look at what success looks like, there is the creation of skill, and then there's taking that skill and creating success from it. There's, when you study what success looks like, there's normally these two stages, right? And in developing skill, talent does play a role, right? Like if you're six foot five or above, you're gonna be better at basketball naturally. But when you develop skill, it's not just talent, it's talent plus effort. And then when you move beyond that, and what lo success looks like, it's not talent, it's skill plus effort that equals success. And what matters about that is to understand that in that kind of equation, in this two-stage process, effort counts twice, right? Like when you're talking about dribbling, that's effort in developing skill. You have natural uh, hand-eye coordination that helps you with your ball handling. Um, how much of that was natural, hard to tell, but you definitely worked at it and that developed skill. But then in the game, it was important that you didn't quit, right? Even as you're talking about this 28 point thing. So the effort again matters with the skill that you developed with effort and talent. And so that idea, and this is, we see this all the time and we have, a, we struggle with this, that we, we want to praise people who are natural talents. But at the end of the day, what matters most is effort because there's lots of people who waste talent. And that to me really stuck out as I was reading the book. Well, I think it reminds me of something. And again, I don't remember if we said it the, the last time we tried to do this. Yeah, yeah. But if, if we made a mistake with both of you boys, it was probably that we would say to you things like, man, because you both were like, and I tell the story of when you're, like six years old reading Revelation 21 to us. It is an abomination. I'll never forget. I went, uh-oh, hide the Grisham books. I don't need them asking questions. But I, uh, as I say that to you, we said to you all the time, man, PJ, you're smart. And that's not always healthy. What we needed to say is, PJ, you're gifted and you can learn, but it's still going to be hard work. And yeah. you're going to have to put the time in because if you tell somebody they're smart and that they they should be able and they can't do it, then their tendency is to shut down. Like right. I should be able to do that. Right. And you you mentioned this to me before, and then I thought about how we did do that. And you have the same scenario with Finn. Mm. And so you know, Finn, uh, folks, for those of you who don't know, Finn's um, got involved in some, a couple of things. Uh, he did uh, the Rubik's cube. Yeah, and. Finn has also done, um, uh, what's it called? Bas upward basketball. And he yes. said to me the other day, uh, 
Baba, I'm getting good at upward basketball. I'm good at basketball. And I'm going to go, ah, you're pretty good, Finn, but you got a lot of work to do. Yes. yes. And the Rubik's Cube, Finn, you got a lot of work to do. Yeah. And he just won his tennis thing. And PJ called me yesterday and said, hey, uh, Finn was the last one out today out of six kids in this game that they kind of played. And Finn was so excited. And that's all good. But yeah. And, and the other thing is that was today. Tomorrow he might lose. And that's yeah. part of life. Yes. And yeah. the way to overcome all this is to have the ability to show effort times two, like show the grit that you need to have. Absolutely. No, it's, it's so good. Uh, kind of as we start to wrap up here, um, as, a, as a man, what do you think, how can we apply grit, this, uh, this concept of grit? Well, there's uh, so many things that come to mind. Um, I think naturally God has created us to be protectors and providers. Mm. So that doesn't mean that, you know, we're anti-wife working outside the home or for your, your wife's case, she's working inside the home, but she's right. working yeah. not, you know, so it, it, that's not it, but we, we feel like the responsibility and there are going to be times that you feel that you're going to feel helpless in protecting your family. Mm. Like there's certain things like, and we've seen this go on in our country, mm. um, whether it be COVID or, if it's uh, natural uh, uh, catastrophes of cancer or whatever, you can't, and there's things that are out of your control, but what yeah. you have to do is you have to be reminded that you just keep moving forward. The other one is provision. And we live in a country that is spoiled here, mm. right? But I remember being in a room of a young man that said his mom gave him 50 water bottles or something in a basket and he filled it with like well, ice as best he could and he was to go sell it on the streets in uh i think it was nigeria but it could have been a different country in africa he plays college basketball now he's telling the story and his mom said do not come home until they're all sold mm. basically provide grit and as yeah. a man there's times you got to dig in and have grit yeah i i love that because i i think uh, what i had there is this concept of hope that's very important to grit as well. Uh, Angela Duckworth talks about this. And that concept of hope is not, oh, I hope things will be better tomorrow, like kind of classic optimist thing. And I, I would run into this. Uh, and this is, so this really spoke to me as a man because I'd always thought of myself as, you know, some kind of pessimist because I didn't have this like, oh, tomorrow will be better. I'm like, I don't know if it will be. But no, I do know this, and this is like this is what real optimism looks like. And I, I really appreciated that because I was like, oh, I am an optimist. Because what matters is not that you're like, oh, I believe tomorrow will be better, but that you believe that if you work at it, you can make a difference and make tomorrow better than it would be, if that makes sense. So you have to believe, even if you don't see the fruits right away, you cannot give up on effort. You have to believe that your efforts will make a difference. And if you can't do that, you're not going to persevere, right? Because there's n like hopelessness is, is the precondition of quitting, right? It's like, what's the point if you're hopeless? Yep. And so for me, um, you know, when it comes to parenting, when I get frustrated with my kids or they have something that I don't understand, the idea that I just keep trying matters a ton. Because I believe that if I just keep trying, it might not solve everything. And it, in fact, it won't. I know that that's the way life is, but it will make a difference. And that's yeah, the important difference part. There. That's good.
um, as a husband, what would you say, um, how, how does grit help you as a husband? Well, I think it helps me to understand that marriage is not easy mm. um, and that it's hard work, but it's a great job. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's wonderful when you're compatible and you work through things and you can agree to disagree and have grit. And, uh, you know, there's so many, uh, and we're going to talk about this in another session, but I think we have an improper view of what marriage is. It's not, mm. We don't see it as a opportunity for us to mature in Christ and grow. And we see it as she better make me happy or I better make her happy. Like, yes. Like, and so uh, the, the grit is going through the hard things. And as mom would say, there's bricks to our marriage and the daily mortar is mm. what holds it together. Having that grit. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I, very similar thing for me, like even as you talked about patience and process, um, yeah. that marriage is a long-term game and there's always going to be things that um, you uh, can work on with your spouse, right? You can work on yourself, you can work on uh, your wife. And I think we're called to that as husbands, right? That, um, you know, Christ wants to present his church unblemished and spotless. And there's this idea of as husbands, we have a responsibility to disciple our wives. Um, and that even goes as fellow Christians, we submit to one another. So our, our wife disciples us, right? That no question, nothing like your wife telling you, you screwed up on that, right? If anybody knows <laughs> it's going to be your wife or she doesn't have to say it. She just looks at you and you go, I know. <laughs> yeah. We at that point. That and that is the patience and the process, right? That's the day to day mortar you're talking about. That process matters. Uh, I think that's so good. And then finally, as fathers. Um, what would you say, um, you applies for grit? What do we have a guest? Yes, we have a guest. Say hi, Soren. Hey! All right. I need you to hi, go back Soren. up, buddy. No, no, I want to hear. All right. We get here real quick. All right. Hey, Soren. How are you? Good. Hey, do you know your daddy loves you? Yeah. Do you know Baba loves you? Okay, so I want to say this about this uh, subject of grit, okay? Okay. So grit means that I have to pour into your daddy as a father. I pour into him, and I pour into uh, Uncle Drew. You know daddy's brother Drew? You know Drew, right? Uncle Drew? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to pour into them so they can make a difference in your life. Does that sound good? Yeah. Do you know that they love you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, what does Nana and Baba give you in the morning? What kind of sandwich? Cheese sandwich. You like the cheese sandwich? <laughs> yeah. Encrustables, that's right. Hey, what, say that again. A cheese sandwich. And uh, crustable? Yeah. All right. Hey, say goodbye to all our guests. Goodbye. All right. You go watch Wishbone. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. Go back out, okay? And there you go. There's our perseverance, persistence, <laughs> patience. Uh, folks, I don't know if we could end up that better. Oh, I'll be yeah. honest with you, PJ. Yeah. Because 
as a parent, I'm mm-hmm. going to pour into you so you can yeah. pour into them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, I think the one thing I wanted to add as a father, and you mentioned the Rubik's Cube with Finn, and uh, this comes out later in the book. We'll talk about it in part two, especially. But there are, um, everyone's brain can change throughout their life. The older you get, the less it changes, but it still changes. They've, they've shown that. But as kids, their brains are so, it's called plasticity. It's so easy to uh, make new connections and to make bad connections or good connections. And one of the most important things for brain development is that they finish what they start. And so when I, Finn was like, I want to learn the Rubik's Cube. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, we're going to go until you learn the Rubik's Cube. So whatever he starts, we go until we finish. And that comes out over and over again. And it's so key as a parent that you just do not let them quit, right? And that doesn't mean they have to, whatever they start, they have to do for the next 10 years. But you go until there's a natural stopping point. You don't yeah. quit because it gets hard. And that is That's the key difference. It, yeah. no, yes, big absolutely. Deal. Um, so, Dad, thanks so much. Uh, really have enjoyed this. Uh, always fun to have a special guest appearance. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That was um, the best part, man. Yeah. I don't know how anybody couldn't watch that and just say, wow, yeah. that's real. Um, so yeah, if we helped you take another step on your spiritual journey today, uh, just ask that you would like, share, and subscribe so that someone else can too. If you don't push the button, <laughs> I probably will get an upset stomach. <laughs> no. Hey, thank you all, folks, and thank you, PJ. I love you, buddy. Love you. Bye. See you.